Oh dear. It's the circle. The circle of life. Well, we probably just lost all our listeners, but if you're still with us, hello, welcome to another episode of Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. A little bit of a landmark, I guess we can make every time we come back here and don't hate each other a landmark, but quarter century mark, episode 25, do do with that what you will. This one's sponsored by Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works, a couple of great local businesses there. So we have owner Mike Pasman joining us in just a little bit to talk all things, well, you guessed it, Motor Works, and uh, learn a little bit more about the automotive industry because i mean we could not know less we might also learn about the arctic or the antarctic stay tuned it's gonna be great (laughs) i'm ted emmett we're once again coming to you not from antarctica but from communal creative studios by bose in the heart of downtown red deer with me as always is the man with more junk in his trunk than my nissan sentra dustin moore how's it going doing pretty good we we just went through uh or i guess we didn't just go through we're gonna go through a cool interview because we know the quantum realm right And you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Coming off family day weekend, got to spend some time with the family, and and now I'm here with my second family. So how soft is that? Thank you, Dustin. And hey, if it's true that men drive big trucks to compensate for a small penis, he'd drive a Mini Cooper. Kevin Walsh, how's it going? That was a nice thing. Whoa! It's a compliment. Wow. It's not true. (laughs) I don't know. It's average. He leans over pretty far without falling over. That's not by accident. I, I have a backup joke if you don't like that That's one. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice dick, Kev. <laughs> hey, that's off to a great start. And hey, speaking of everyone's favorite dipstick, Ryan Lund, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I like the I like the innuendo, Ted. Um, and just because we're about to interview Mike Passman, maybe you can tell us what a real dipstick does and what a real dipstick looks like. He uh, rents me his basement for a very reasonable rate. And then he kicks you out <laughs> in March. No, a dipstick is how you check your oil level. Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I didn't know if you were asking me because you wanted to learn or you wanted to know if I knew or both. I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> how you doing, Teddy? Oh, I, you're, you're, <laughs> I, you know a, how I'm doing. He's already defeated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to him too early tonight. <laughs> now, I ran out of car puns anyways, and I'm pretty tired. But coworker Aaron is here too, over on the couch as always, just getting a free ride through this episode. Oh, I do have a car pun. But coworker Aaron, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me once again. And yeah. it's it, it's anti-bullying day tomorrow, like as of when we record this. So buckle up because we got a lot of shit to get out tonight. No, it's I'm I'm I I mean I, we've been here for an hour before we've been recording, so I'm well aware that bullying is in full force tonight. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> this just point kidding, of the show, just yeah, kidding. This is a safe place where we know each other's boundaries. It's not bullying; it's just being a dickhead. There's a difference. <laughs> or di- or dip dipstick. dipstick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say dipshit, but that wasn't right. Oh, Andrew Russell back with us again. Yeah, welcome to hell, Andrew. Yeah, see, he's smart. He doesn't even want to say. Yeah, anything I'm not, I'm not supposed to talk right yeah i like yeah. that rule yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course ryan and riley from communal creative studios communal creative studios yeah dustin that is hard to say sometimes in the driver's seat as always helping to safely navigate us through two or three hours of hell so now that you're reacquainted with the whole gang let's get into the glad game The Glad Game is brought to you by Beyond Insurance, winner of Travelers Canada's 2021 Canadian Brokerage of the Year Award. B 
beyond partners with you or your business to help you understand and manage risk by taking the time to review all your insurance needs and offering customized solutions. Learn more at beyondinsurance.ca or by calling 403-392-6118. Beyond Insurance, your best choice for insurance in Red Deer. First of all, one take. Great job, Aaron. It was not one take. But just want a quick shout out to Matt and Andy Cassidy because busy couple months for them. They had another baby. They're moving to Capstone. But Uh, congratulations, Matt and Andy, on your new baby and your new building. Yeah, sure. I'll kick things off here. Uh, So uh, I read in the paper the other day that... Penhold gave out some firefighter awards. Uh, every year they give out a voluntary voluntary firefighter of the year award along with a uh, officer of the year award. Um, and because of the pandemic, they ended up giving out awards for 2020 and 2021. Uh, so big shout out to the four winners. Uh, for 2020, firefighter Quinlan Parsons won and, along with Lieutenant Brittany Evans. And then for 2021, Lieutenant Justin Graham one along with captain warren kitteringham so that's a these are all volunteer positions so huge huge shout out that's a that's a tough job especially when you're volunteering your time uh you're just kind of throwing yourself into uh into battle so to speak so um good job to to the four winners and to anyone else that that is a volunteer or professional firefighter and sorry there's no way they're gonna dog you next year though lund 2022 (laughs) is your year yeah they've seen they've seen my photo shoot they know what i can do uh, but just quickly, I, I'm that's a great one to bring up. I think, you know, obviously with Erin sitting here, her her husband Griff being a firefighter, and, you know, we all have friends. My brother-in-law is a firefighter. We know the danger they constantly put themselves in, and it's just, it's nice to see that recognition. I know they do it every year, but I'm just glad, too, that you brought it up because I, I think it's one thing that we just can't talk about enough. Yeah, Lundy, I, you know, bringing up that for the GLAD game is just perfect, especially in the climate we're in with first responders and, and them being, you know, putting themselves in even more danger with what we have going on with this pandemic. So, you know, it was sad to see, you know, I think just over a week ago now w- that we're recording this podcast that one of the firefighters in Castor had passed away in a rollover in his fire truck. So, you know, just from from our podcast and everyone here wanted to shout out to his family and hope send our thoughts and, and love to them. And, you know, if anyone's listening and they do want to support uh, that firefighter and his family, there is a GoFundMe set up. So obviously terrible news and, you know, not something to be glad about, but all the years that he did put in as a firefighter we're certainly really appreciative all right so again a good glad game and and like you said dustin it's uh important to recognize recognize that as well so thank you lund and dustin for talking about that with that uh, i just i wrote down a really bad car pun and i don't know if oh. i don't i don't want to <laughs> ruin the moment <laughs> but anyways lund, go, ahead, go ahead and say it we're gonna cruise on to the next segment into our interview with, my, I was waiting for laughter, not for. Oh, I thought you were wanting me to finish the sentence. No, I would have been waiting a long time, so you did the right thing. We're going to go to our interview with Mike Pasman from Alberta European Motorworks and Alberta Asian Motorworks, and has a, a cool side hustle as well that we're going to ask him about. So, Lundy, you took the driver's seat for this one. <laughs> oh, that's two. So here we go. All right, we got a really special guest today. We're we're standing here with Mike Passman, successful business owner uh, in Red Deer, Alberta. Here, uh, Mike owns 
Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to have you here, Mike. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, so maybe start start off by telling us how you got in- involved with the the two businesses that you have. Well, dad, uh, dad, mom bought Express Automotive Center in uh, 2001 off a guy. It was a domestic repair shop working on literally anything from semi trucks to minivans and probably about 2004 2005 we started working on a couple of bmws and realized there was a market for it and so we went strictly european in 2006 uh, changed the name uh, about that time as well and we've been yeah strictly european at that shop for going on 16 17 years now and then uh, about three years ago uh, the shop right next door actually used to be a midas for a number of years at uh, went out of business or vacated, whatever happened there. And dad and I must have had the same dream one night, woke up and uh, came to work and both looked at each other and went, we should probably open up a shop here before <laughs> somebody else does. And so we decided to open up Alberta Asian Motor Works, doing strictly Asian cars, obviously at this point, because it's so new, we'll work on Ford trucks and GMs and everything like that as well. But yeah, it's been uh, a, a struggle there for sure, opening up just before the pandemic hit. And yeah, great timing. Yeah, super great timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right when everyone's driving everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we you know stay home and don't go anywhere, but bring your car into the shop and and spend a bunch of money that you're not currently making on it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was you mentioned it a little bit, but that was one of my questions coming into today. Was can I bring my Dodge Ram to your repair shop if, if something goes wrong yeah i mean uh you know long-term objective we'd love to just do you know infinity lexus nissan acura like sorry <laughs> kind of stick with that not not to come across as ignorant but we wanted to kind of we'd love to stay in that high-end market because at the european shop that's all we do over there bmw mercedes jaguar land rover so if we could, we'd love to just do Acura Infinity Lexus over there. But, you know, right now, just kind of building our clientele, trying to penetrate the the market a little bit more in that realm is is definitely a little more challenging right now. So, yeah, we'll work on anything. I mean, our techs are uh, one of my, my female techs. She's uh, dealership trained from Dodge. She worked at uh, Nissan or not Nissan, sorry, Hyundai, Dodge, and uh, I believe Chev can't recall 100%, but definitely got lots of domestic training there as well. So yeah, we've got everything, all the tools that we need for that stuff too. So definitely can work on your Dodge truck for sure. Love it. I'll be bringing it by. (laughs) Yeah. Not saying no to anyone's money right now, I think is a very good business plan. Yeah. And that's exactly it, right? I mean, being in the, well, hopefully trying to get out of this pandemic sooner rather than later. Holy hell. What's over in Alberta. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody just does whatever they want now. So we might as well just carry on. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So, I mean, just kind of building the clientele and getting that client base up. It's definitely uh, something that, you know, we'll work on anything for you for sure. So for those that don't know, you guys are located on the southbound gates at the bottom of the North Hill. Have you guys always been in that since you bought the original business back in 2001? Yeah. So Express Automotive Center has been there, oh my God, since the 90s. Like that's been a shop since the 50s. We've actually got a picture up on our wall from 1965. It was an old truck stop. They actually had um, the bathrooms at the European shop were outside the business because it was a gas station and a truck stop. So they had the one bathroom 
actually had a shower in it at one point because the truckers used to use that. Um, so yeah, that that shop's been there forever. And same thing with the uh, where the Asian shop's located. Um, that's been a repair shop, man, I don't even know, since the 40s or 50s. I think wow. it used to be a Ford dealership back in the day. Back when it was on the outskirts of Red Deer, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, if you look back, uh, I think Michael Dawes got some picture of it on, on a Facebook page because Gates Ave was just, it was north-southbound in that one on the one side they didn't have right right and so there was like a not like a traffic circle not but like a four-way stop at our intersection and that's basically where where the city ended so yeah it's been around that location's been there for a long long time so mike i will say i'm pretty jealous today because we talk about family businesses you talk about you and your old man my dad had a car dealership i know not one lick about vehicles like none so he decided it would be good to part ways with that before i came through (laughs) <laughs> now, thanks a lot, I Graham. ran it into the ground. So that was a so, smart move, Graham. I, I'd like to just, honest question, uh, has it always been in your DNA, vehicles, mechanics, like all, you know, repair? Yeah, honestly, I I think so. I mean, my dad bought me a Mustang when I was 14. I was sitting in the basement and I heard rumble, rumble, rumble. And I said, what the hell? Mom and dad had went away for the afternoon, didn't tell me where they were going. And it was like the middle of March. Like, And he drove a 1984 Mustang T-top V8 back from some shithole small town in the dead of winter and parked it in front of the house and said, come outside. He said, happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> that was 14 years old, bought me a Mustang. So yeah, we spent two years building that car. I didn't quite have it ready for my 16th birthday, which was probably good because... <laughs> I almost lost my license a couple of times for that, from having that thing in high school. Right. So if I'd had it six months earlier, you never know what <laughs> might've happened there. But yeah, him and I tore the engine out of that. Um, this was long before my parents built this huge garage onto their house now. And so long before that, we had this shitty little carport. It was not heated. It wasn't insulated. It didn't even have a garage door. And uh, we pulled the engine out of the Mustang in that carport, tore it right down to the block, rebuilt it, put it in. That was about the time that they had had bought the shop. So it spent a lot of time in the back bay getting extra power wires and shit. I had a double battery in that thing. I had <laughs> the fucking sound system in that thing, man. You probably had a sweet deck in there. Oh, buddy. I had a sweet, it had like one of those removable face plates, you know, just in case. Yep. Oh yeah. No, it was sweet. So I don't know. I, my dad had, my dad had cars when I was a kid. My dad's been a mechanic technician since, you know, since he was 19 or 18 years old. He's got a picture of me sitting on the hood of his 1972 Mustang Mach 1 Fastback when I was like maybe two years old. So I don't know. I think uh, getting into the shop was, I don't know. I had this calm teacher in high school and I fucking- <laughs> I remember calm. Oh, I probably shouldn't chirp the guy too loud because he might hear me, but he didn't have a lot of faith in me in high school and basically was like, well, you know, the stigma around being a trades guy back then was, well, if you aren't smart, you might as well go into the trades, right? And so he said to me one day, well, doesn't your dad own a shop? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. Well, why don't you get into the rap program? You can get your hours, you can get paid. And I said, okay, well, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do outside of high school, so he might as well. And yeah, that's where it kind of got the ball rolling from there. Sounded like a great advisor. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean So you know, give him a shout out right the way now. he approached the way he approached it, you know, maybe not the uh the best way to go about it, but sometimes my, the wrong way still gets you there. Yeah. Maybe yeah, if you go up on the curb no, a couple ab- of times. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how I didn't end up in the trades yeah. program then. Because you don't listen. <laughs> I'm sure some of your calm teacher told you that many times and you just weren't listening. <laughs> so, Mike, when we talk about 
you know, more the, I guess the customized kind of auto repair shops, you know, for someone like me, or when you buy a car from a dealer, obviously usually you get a certain amount with a warranty or whatever. And then a lot of people just stay, it's easy to, to call your dealership and just go there for whatever repairs. But what's the advantage other than obviously supporting a local business to go into a specialty shop like Alberta European or Asian Motor Works? Well, I think, you know, I, I, I want to say our sort of claim to f- personal fame, I think if I, if I can speak bluntly is it's very, personable, right? Like you don't, when you walk into a dealership, especially the big dealerships in the city, BMW, Mercedes, you're just a number to them. They don't give a shit who you are unless you're buying, a, unless you're buying a brand new G wagon every year and you're dropping, you know, three, 400 grand a year. They, okay, cool. Thanks for buying your hundred thousand dollar X5. We'll see you in six months for your next service or even a year, whatever it might be. So for us, I mean, 95% of the people that come into our shop are return customers and I know I make an effort that if I see a car pull into the parking lot, if I don't know right away who that is, I try to do a quick search on my my shop program. So when they walk in, I can go, hey, Dustin, good to see you. Thanks for coming back again. And I think that's the personal touch that we give to everything we do just changes changes your experience at the shop. I mean, mechanics have they've had a bad rap for a long time. And we're really trying hard to change that, you know, with our digital inspections that we do so that we can send you pictures of your oil leaks or your, you know, your dirty air filter. So that when I call you and say, hey, Kev, you need an air filter, you're not going to go, oh, fuck, is this guy pulling my chain again? Is he just trying to sell me a bunch of shit I don't need? Like we've sent you that inspection. You can look at it. You visually see this is the air filter out of my car. Oh my God. Don't get me started on air filters. (laughs) Every time I, I go to Mr. Lube for an oil change. They try and sell me like a $90 air filter and I bought it one time and I've never forgiven myself. Oh, I got ripped off because I could have got it for like 10 bucks from Canadian Tire. So See, I but now and you're then barking, never installed now you're, it. You're barking yeah. up the wrong tree though, because for me, I mean, yeah, you could buy that air filter for 10 bucks at Canadian Tire. Absolutely. But that's, I mean, we don't make a lot of money on parts. I mean, obviously we get the majority of our money that we make if our technicians are doing their job right is on our labor. But you know, you come in for an oil change. An oil change is a complete loss leader for me. I make next to zero dollars on an oil change. The objective for us is to gain your trust and gain you as a long-term customer so that when you need that air filter or you need that brake job, you're not thinking I'm going to go call up the Dodge dealer. I'm going to go see Mike because he's going to take good care of my car. And yeah, most people don't know how to stick that air filter in themselves. You know what I mean? Like that's the other problem with YouTube now is everybody can just essentially YouTube everything and 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 then it's lost for us, right? But we just got to try to make sure that we're doing the best we can for, for our customers. So, Well, I guess what got me was I bought the air filter, the cabin air filter, and then my next trip back there, they tried to to sell it to me again, like six months later. And I just felt like, okay, they're they're not even looking at it. They're just mm-hmm. trying to upsell me. So building that trust, I think is is a big, big, big importance to people that, that don't know a lot about vehicles. See, but again, that's that brings my brings back to my point of our, our digital inspection programs, right? Like, yeah, you might need that cabin air filter after six months, especially around here. Like we honestly, I have a lot of people go, really, I need that cabin air filter again? Well, yeah, look at it. Like the dust and the pollen and the leaves and the dirt and the gravel and all the shit that we have to deal with around here, definitely you're going to change your cabin air filter a hell of a lot more here than you are in San Francisco because they don't have fall. They don't have all the leaves. They don't have the dirt and they don't have the dust. And I mean, they've got a lot more pollution than we do, but you know, <laughs> but that's, you're not, you're not seeing that in your cabin filter. But when I send you a picture of that, 
even after six months, if we just did it, you're not going to go, oh, Mike's trying to sell me another cabin air filter again. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You know? Well, I wouldn't say that, Mike. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that to hey, you. That was a great way, really diplomatic way twice of telling Lund to shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, we got a mechanic here, but I'm going to keep saying all this stuff you can do by yourself and get for cheaper <laughs> yeah. and not go to a mechanic. But we got to learn something and the wrong way can still get us to the right place. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought it was a fair point. I got ripped no, it off was. by Mr. Lube tw- <laughs> once and it'll never happen again. Hey, no, that's fair. But again, that, like that, it, it allowed me to bring me back to my point of our DVIs again, right? Yeah. Our digital vehicles and inspections. So I appreciate it, Lundy. So that brings me to my next question is, do you do you find that a lot of your work now is more, like in the past it would it would be mechanical and nowadays everything's going electrical or, or digital, as you said. Has the way the job is done changed over the last 20 years or so to more digitization? or uh, less kind of uh, less kind of wrenches and more microchips yes and no I mean I would say the one major change between what where I started in the industry to where we are now is it's a lot more preventative maintenance people used to be breakdown we call them our breakdown customers they'd only come to see you if their car was broken check engine light was flashing their brakes were squealing that sort of thing whereas now every time that car comes through our shop it gets the same inspection and that inspection is completely complimentary and that allows us to keep our customers informed hey your brakes are at four mil I'm going to talk about brakes because I know Kev needs them really fucking bad (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that. Um, But yeah, no, you like, oh, hey, you know, your brakes are at four millimeters. I'm estimating based on, you know, how much you drive. You've got another six months before that's going to be squealing. So I would suggest that we price that out for you now. That way in six months when they do start squealing, you already know, okay, Mike sent me a quote. It's going to be 600 bucks for my brakes, whatever the cost might be. So you can, you know, be a little bit more proactive with that stuff, right? Did that answer your question? I mean, we definitely scan cars a lot more than we used to. That's for sure. Well, I I think it gives you the opportunity to be a little bit budget cautious too, that if you, not only are you building the trust of, hey, I'm not just going to replace your brakes now because I know we can go another two months on them, but now here's your quote. It's a thousand dollars, you know, for the, for the average Joe that isn't spending it wanting to spend a thousand dollars on their car, they can sit there and go, okay, in the next couple of months, I need to put some money aside here so I can go back and see Mike and get my brakes done so that my car doesn't end up in the shop with well, rear ending somebody in a- And that's, and that's exactly, we try to avoid that with people, right? Is I don't want you to come into my shop and have me write up a $6,000 estimate, you know? I mean, does that still happen? Absolutely. We get a lot of first time customers and I hate writing up a $6,000 estimate, but the other thing that I hate doing is not telling every, not telling you everything that's wrong with your car. Because if you come to me and we do an oil change and then I tell you, Hey, you need, you know, rear shocks. And then three months down the road, your front struts are leaked out too, because I was afraid to tell you that they were leaked out at that first appointment. Cause I didn't want to scare you away. You know, do we lose customers that way? Sometimes I think we do for sure, but I, I, I want to be transparent, you know, and that's the thing. We're not here to take your money. I mean, we've got a business to run. Our business is repairing cars and I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with your car. You still have the choice. Do you want to do it all? 
Some people do. And our, our, our job is to keep that car running for as long as we can and avoid you going to the dealership to buy a new one. Mike, do you still get people that come to you that don't know what's wrong with their vehicle and so they make the sound with their mouth? <laughs> oh, buddy. Like, can you give, us, give us, an give us an example, Lund? Well, like, oh, my, every time I hit my brakes, they go... <laughs> or every time I turn the vehicle on, it goes... Ee! Yeah, 100%. Like, like, like cartoon characters in your vehicle. Like, yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Like nowadays, you can probably just run one of your scans and figure it out. But in the old days, you'd probably have to check. Probably take like a week to figure out what was wrong in the vehicle. <laughs> like nowadays, nowadays you could probably just. Well, so this is this is a a, a, a mi- common misconception. You know, people think that. We just hook up our scan tool and it tells us what's wrong with the car. You just don't point a laser at it and it just goes, oh, that's the brakes. Oh, it's the radiator. Oh, it's... Yeah, no, unfortunately, I, I wish it were that easy. One day. One day we'll get there. One day, you know? And, you know, we're getting closer to that every day. I mean, cars are getting... Cars are smart. Like, the amount of computing power in a car... Um, the new S-Class Mercedes, I want to say last year or the year before, had something absurd like 230 modules in it in one car. I mean, that's a $160,000 four-door sedan. But still, I mean, that's a lot of different computers that all have to communicate and all have to talk. And if they see one thing wrong with one module, sometimes, depending on the, the communication line it's on, it could pull the whole line down. So there's problems with that. But then, you know, the 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 mis- conception again is, well, you just hook it up to your scan tool and it tells you what's wrong with it. Well, no, unfortunately it doesn't. It goes, okay. So we've seen a fault with this system. Now we've got to try to track down what sensor, what module, what problem is causing that. That's the thing. Like that misconception still, it plagues us every day. People just think that all we do is hook up a scan tool and it tells us what's wrong. And they think it's costing you 10 bucks to do it and you're charging them 80 or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, they're just stealing my money. And this air filter costs how much? (laughs) Do you guys want to hear something fun? We just bought a new Mercedes-Benz factory scan tool at the European shop. What do you think it cost us? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. 45,000. 250 grand. I'd like to hear yeah. London guess. Yeah, I'll say I'll I'll go with Cav. I'll say 300 grand. Yeah, well, you guys you're right in the middle. We're 100 grand for this scan tool and that doesn't pay for our subscriptions every year. And that's the thing. Like we charge we charge money to diagnose cars and people yeah. go, well, why? Well, like the scan tool, I've got $300,000 worth of scanning equipment at the European shop, right? Like it's not cheap to run a business, a, an automotive business anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, this long gone are the days of carburetors and and no <laughs> modules. You know, my old Mustang didn't have a single module in it. <laughs> it had a electronic ignition module. That was it. Do you think that thing gave me fault codes? Fuck no. <laughs> it, well, sound, it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have picked, you know, four perfect guys to be doing this interview with because I, I would think that none of us really know a ton about cars. So I think we're kind of the average Joe on this and it'd be mm. a good learning piece for, okay, Mr. No, Nissan I would say Sentra. average Joe might be giving all of us a little too much credit is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I'm way low. Yeah. I'm average schmo. Uh, So just an example of kind of the great customer service that uh, Mike and his team offer. So this was probably in the fall, um, just a couple months ago, and I knew I needed an oil change. And I've just been sick of the dealerships and and I have a Jeep and uh, I knew Mike a little bit from the gym and from high school. And so I messaged him on on Instagram and I just said, hey, I know you don't work on Jeeps. I just assumed. Can you just refer me to like a local place because I don't want to deal with the dealerships and I wanted a good recommendation from someone I trust. And he's like, 
hey man, we can help you out. Like we'll have it in tomorrow. And sure enough, we had the Jeep in. So like you say, maybe that doesn't happen all the time or in the future that might not happen uh, moving forward as you guys get busier. But um, I was really thankful he was able to get me in. And then I was having uh, like, I was noticing my brakes were starting to squeak and it's a relatively new vehicle. So it's, an, was... it's an SRT8 Jeep guys. Just so let's put it in <laughs> yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Here. So <laughs> hey, Kev, what, were, what was the sound of the brakes you're making? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I was really thankful that Mike just gave me some great advice. He's like, honestly, there's, a, I think a rock, he got stuck in there and scratched up my rotor or something and stuff that I don't understand because I'm dumber than the average Joe apparently. So don't say it, Dustin. <laughs> don't you dare say it. I don't know what he's going to say. He's going to say average schmo. (laughs) Said it once and he's just going to fucking run with it now. But Mike gave me some honest advice. He's like, there's nothing really wrong with your brakes. It's just they're squeaky and there's nothing we can do about it. And he he said, you know, I can get you a quote on the brakes. It's not a necessity that you spend it. I'm never going to tell you to not spend your money here if you want to, but there's nothing functionally wrong with your brakes. They're just noisy. You're just going to be that guy. Well, so I was like, this was kind of like end of summer in the fall and now we're winter when it's cold. It is it is so embarrassing to pull up to a red light <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, like my wife pulls me. into it's the garage me. and I can, in my upstairs bedroom that is not over the garage, I can hear the brakes squeaking when she's pulling in and I'm just like, oh, so I need that quote because <laughs> I'm ready to spend the money. It's, it's, it's truly embarrassing. Whatever it takes, like whatever it costs. <laughs> well, and, and the best worst part about these brakes is, you know, the SRT8, they got the big Brembo package on it. Literally nobody makes brakes aftermarket brakes for this thing like so i'm really excited for yeah. this quote yeah. <laughs> yeah on the parts on the parts we'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> so how much cheaper would it be if lund bought the brakes for walsh and just installed them on his own with his air filter and with you yeah with youtube <laughs> and my wrench well i'm i'm predicting that it'd probably take about a week and a half um <laughs> longer i'll predict longer than that you know yeah. we uh, i'll just wait till uh, uh a buddy of mine actually had a uh, a work truck and he had some offshoot shop fix it for him instead of their regular automotive shop they take it to and he was on a on a trip and all of a sudden the the rear wheel locked up and what the fuck so he takes it into another shop that knows what they're doing and this was the first time I'd ever seen this, but he's driving like a Ford pickup of some sort or a Chevy. And apparently the rear, the the brake pads have an inside outside. I mean, I've seen that a ton on cars, especially in performance brakes, but they had put the wrong brake pad inside outside. <laughs> And it had locked up the rear wheel. And so, you know what? Maybe if uh, if Lundy does the brakes for Kev, he'll, you know, he'll p- actually put the backing plate to the brake pad up against the rotor and the, the things will squeal worse than before he started. Hey, you always want to know when you're coming. You always want to make a <laughs> make an announcement when you arrive. Oh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would never touch your brakes. Yeah. I, that's not me. That's Thank not you. who I am. So, Mike, moving on here. You've got Alberta European Motorworks. Alberta Asian Motorworks. By my count, there is seven continents in the world. So is the plan to have Alberta, Alberta Antarctica, <laughs> Alberta, Antarctica <laughs> Motorworks? Is that the next one? Or no. is that going to be like down, I, the, uh, down the line? I think I think we're pretty tapped out here. Uh, you know, it's uh, even, even getting in, into running a, a strictly domestic shop. I mean, had we not been in the height of a pandemic when we started Alberta Asian Motorworks, the shop right behind us that used to be Mr. Transmission shut the doors maybe about a year, year and a half ago. And it has also sat vacant. And so, but I swear to God, <laughs> if my dad and I open another shop, my mom's going to literally kill us. 
Because I was like, hey, you know, so... Because there's actually, there was a couple of vacant ones. There was one up on the north end too. And I had drove by it one day and I looked and I was like, man, this is actually pretty nice. They did some <laughs> nice renos in the front office. I had the commercial realtor send me the listing and they had a couple of really nice hoists in there. And I was like, man, this could be another good little venture. And I mentioned it to dad and he's <laughs> like, no, you know, I think I like, I've been married to your mom for, uh, they've been almost 40, they'll be married 40 years in June. Oh, congrats. And, uh, Happy anniversary. Yeah, you betcha. And, uh, they said, uh, he said, if I need to be, want to be married to your mom for another 40, I won't be opening up another <laughs> shop. <laughs> Sounds like a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably just stick with the two we got. It causes enough stress. So. Hey, when we have you on next time, maybe, maybe then will be the perfect time to open up number three. Yeah, yeah maybe you bet. Australia. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, down under. Speaking of Arctic though, it may not be a shop, but you do have a side hustle too. Cause I'm sitting here on the couch watching okay. everyone else drink this beer that you could talk. And maybe while you talk about it, Lund will do a nice little display for the camera, but just tell us a bit about your, your side gig here. Yeah. So side gig, uh, I'm a local sales rep for uh, Polar Park Brewing out of uh, Edmonton. If you guys want a quick, fun little, like, can we venture for a while here? Yeah, oh, we yeah. never do that on this okay, podcast, so, so go ahead. I got to tell I gotta tell you the, the story on Polar Park Brewing. So my buddy Rob, um, he's always wanted to open up a brewery and, and uh, the B-Bell Bakery in Edmonton, which is just off of uh, White Ave and Calgary Trail, uh, came vacant and he bought it a couple years ago and, and uh, decided he was going to open up this brewery. And so he's you know, humming around names and trying to figure out what to call the place. And if you guys actually want to have a little fun time on Google later, uh, his grandfather, his name is Al Oming. And uh, he actually started back in the 60s, maybe even the 50s. It was called the Polar Park. And it was out east of Sherwood Park. Uh, they had polar bears, elephants. He had a fucking white rhino. Um, <laughs> in Alberta? In Alberta. <laughs> like, his, like illegally? Okay, this was the 50s and 60s. The there was no rules. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. The Wild West. Yeah. So yeah. the we've got a uh, a Hefeweizen that's called the One Tame Cheetah, and he used to bring a cheetah into schools in the 70s. <laughs> oh that's why our God. parents are so much yeah. tougher than we are. Absolutely. <laughs> so that, so anyway, so all of the beers that we have, you know, um, the Man of the North Pilsner that uh, that Kev's drinking, uh, CBC actually did a, a docuseries on Al Oming back in the, I'm not exactly sure, maybe the 80s or 90s, and they labeled him the Man of the North. There's a backstory to it all. If you go into the brewery, all the old signage from uh, the Polar Park is up on the wall in the brewery. A couple years ago, I actually got to go walk uh, the old Polar Park. The polar bear enclosure is still there. Um, they had silverback gorillas. We got to walk into the gorilla enclosure. And then his, so Al's son actually was the one. So Rob's dad was giving me the tour and walking around and we were just shooting the shit. And he goes, yeah, so uh, the silverback gorillas used to be in here and uh, they like to escape. <laughs> so what the fuck do you mean they like to escape? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So he brings me into the enclosure and he goes, they used to push this tree over, scale up the wall. And he goes, the only way, again, this is the 70s and 80s. So all the animal rights activists out there don't get too offended. He said, the only way we could get them back into the enclosure was to lure them in with Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Sponsor drop. That's, yeah. that's how we get Lund back in the house too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyways, it's a wild story. I mean, uh, I think Al Oming, after he was done with Polar Park, him and Brett the Hitman Hart's dad, I don't know what his name is. They started- Mr. Hart. Mr. Hart. There Stu. You go. They started- Stu. So oh, How do I know right. that? They started Stampede Wrestling together. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, wow. this Al- the, Al Did he Oming. wrestle the po- polar bears? Like, no. How do you- Yeah, no. How do you go from being a conservationist to starting Stampede Well, conservationist wrestling? is a loose term. Yeah, I don't know this if you listen this, to the story. I'm, I'm, just, like, <laughs> I'm just reading what it says on the beer can here. 50s and 60s, yeah. remember? <laughs> he once was. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I can- I'm a big fan of cans and craft beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Real mature, Sorry. Ted. Big old set of cans. Yeah, I love cans. But these cans, oh my god, these Sorry. these beer cans are, you know, <laughs> they're all okay. I quit. They're well, great what? cans. The, great to the, look the at. Labeling, great to hold. The labeling, actually, we just won uh, top branding in Canada. I love your cans. You love our cans. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's great. You know what? I I enjoy it. I uh, I like the beer. We the beer is great. And uh, you know, I decided that uh, you know, I I feel like there's this entrepreneur in me that I really struggle to try to like keep calm and you know, I, I work with a guy out of the States trying to help other shops be better at being automotive shops. And and uh, now I'm doing the beer thing. And my wife is like, hey, like, <laughs> you need to slow it down. And so, you know, the, the beer thing is just for fun. I love to go out and shoot the shit with people. And, and uh, you know, there's no better reason to shoot the shit than over a good pint, right? So, one last question for me and going back. Because Kevin mentioned you knew these guys in high school. I'm always curious, people, you, you know, not best friends with these guys, obviously, or anything, but you knew them. And then, what, 15 years later, you see these guys pop up on Instagram and they're doing shirtless firefighter photos and doing whatever. Like, when you first saw this, were you wondering, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, yeah, absolutely. And how did Dustin Moore make it out of high school? Well, <laughs> you know, I always had high expectations for Dusty. He, uh, <laughs> He was uh, he was one of the good guys in high school. I I was never the popular kid in high school, and uh, there was a couple of the older boys that were just assholes. And <laughs> you know what? That's high school for you, right? I mean, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I was, I was like gonna, four foot eight. I was gonna throw Lundy kid. under the bus for that one, but <laughs> beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's cool. I I love it. I think it's great. I I don't know. The podcast thing is, um, it's taken over the world. I mean, everybody and their dogs got a podcast now. He didn't mean ours, Kevin. He just meant in general. (laughs) No, it's great. I think it's it's a lot of fun that you guys get to come here, and I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, what a great way to spend a an evening, even if it is maybe a Tuesday or. Are we saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it takes me two weeks to edit an episode. That's so. well, I mean, with the just amount of debauchery that happens yeah, around don't here. Don't confuse Lund with the timeline. It, I, I was yeah, a little like, unclear last time. It went very bad. I wasn't sure if we were here or there or like before or after. So we couldn't say certain things <laughs> because they hadn't yet happened, even though they did actually happen. It, it was definitely a Twilight Zone situation. Mm, so that's fair. So let's just keep it in the present for, for right now. So, uh, going back to cars, what's maybe not like the nicest car, but what's the most memorable vehicle that you've worked on personally? Oh man, there's a lot. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of cool cars come through the shop. I mean, for me personally, the coolest car that I've worked on and, and I will one day own, um, is a, it's called a Lotus, Lotus super seven. The one that I want, it had a, uh, so 
they're they're a, obviously a four wheel open open wheel car, uh, two seater. They weigh like nine hundred pounds, fully custom. The one I drove had a thirteen hundred cc Hayabusa motor in it uh, with the sequential gearbox out of the motorcycle, and you could literally. Hopefully, there's no RCMP listening to this episode, but I pulled onto gates. And just humped on it. And I was one, two, three into third gear before I hit the beginning of the bridge from my shop. That's like a hundred yards, not even. Yeah, maybe. ish. And I was <laughs> I was doing 70 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my god. It was probably it's probably one of the fastest cars, one of the fastest cars I've ever driven. But I mean, I know like working on sports cars is awesome. And, you know, working on Lamborghinis and, you know, we don't see a ton of them. Obviously, you know, Red Deer's still up and coming in uh, the financial world. I mean, if we were in Calgary and Edmonton, we might be a little bit better off that way. But, you know, there's a couple of guys in town that have them that allow us to work on them. Periodically, we get a Rolls Royce or a Bentley in the shop and nothing drives like a Rolls or a Bentley. You know, they're, they are just, they float and they've, and they've got so much power. I mean, you know, look at a Bentley's got a twin, what they got a twin turbo 12 cylinder engine in it that in a two, like a two door car, but the thing weighs 7,000 pounds, but it'll still annihilate a Mustang. You know, like there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Just listening to you talk about cars and the passion that's behind this is like, gives me the shivers a little bit, to be honest. Like, I'm never going to own any one of these cars or never understood one word you talked about, <laughs> that Lotus 90, 75, 40 cc or whatever you said. But yeah, it's 40 cc. I love hearing the, like just the passion behind what you do and, and what you've built here in Red Deer. And, and everyone knows when they come, you know, to the bottom of that hill, they see your shop. It's a little monopoly on that corner and I, I love seeing it. And I, I think he, every time I drive past, so just we, know we've, that. we've thought about moving many times, but I'm like, man, we cannot give up this prime spot, <laughs> you know, like being right there on the corner. I mean, there's a ton of times that people come in and I go, well, how'd you hear about us? And I'm really hoping that it's like, I heard your radio ad. I saw you on social media because that's the shit we spend money on every goddamn month. Oh, dear podcast. <laughs> right? There you go. <laughs> Shitty podcast. It's taken right? over the world. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's so many people that come in and they go, honestly, I've been driving by for six months. There's people that say they've been driving past for upwards of two years. <laughs> and then they're like, I thought I'd pop in and give you guys a try. <laughs> It's like, well, I'm happy it took two years of you driving by, but welcome. We appreciate your business. <laughs> so, Mike, before we wrap things up here, uh, besides just popping in or, or driving by, how, how else can people get a hold of you? Uh, you said Instagram. You yeah, said we're everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. If you hit up Google and type in Alberta Asian Motorworks, we'll pop up. Um, you know, really hoping if my web guys are doing their job, if you type in Lexus repair red deer, we should be boom right at the top. Um, and there's everything on our website explains what we do. Uh, there's a contact us page on there. You can fill out your information, but yeah, I mean, just if you want to just pop in and say hi, even just to see what we do, I can give you a rundown. What I'll take you through the shop. I don't care. And so if you, you guys heard it here first, if you have that sound in your vehicle, you're not sure what it is, Michael, figure it out with 
with his three with his hundred thousand dollar scanning machine <laughs> that he got for what is it a Mercedes Benz yeah. or a yeah that was for the Mercedes yeah yeah does it work on all vehicles or just Mercedes no no that one is strictly Mercedes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. unfortunately yeah Shit. not Nissan Pathfinders no. or Sentras or nope yeah. I do have a scan tool for those though no oh. worries yeah perfect I've well, got we'll see I've I'll got take some you issues. I'll take you outside to my car and you can look at the one side and see if the expert can figure out what's wrong with it okay. there's an eight foot gash on the whole side oh yeah, yeah no. you can't see, and that's it. some that's another thing we don't do that stuff you know what body work is that's a whole other realm of expertise and you know if you come to me and say hey mike this is what i got going on i walk out to your car and i see your eight foot gash in the side of your vehicle i'm going to give you a, a recommendation for a shop because i got a good buddy of mine that runs a body shop in town he does great work him and his brother run two separate shops so i got a recommendation for everything honestly if we if it's something we can't do i'll make sure to pass you on to the right place but most of the time we can take care of it for you that's for sure or we'll talk we'll take this offline we'll talk later yeah sounds good yeah i wasn't making it up it's it's quite large <laughs> i just want to see the video footage of what you hit oh yeah that's a whole other story too but it was it was bad it was yeah, like what two did, and a half years ago what did you hit we'll take it offline it was a it was a buried parking block like in a snowbank. so when i was turning out of a dark parking lot it just got the whole side of my car yeah fucker came out of nowhere oh buddy we've got uh I, we just put up a new security camera on our uh north facing wall of the asian shop and it looks into the euro shop parking lot and we've got these cement barriers there because people like to use before the pot shop was there because now that's non-stop traffic people used to fly through our euro the euro shop parking lot to beat the light and uh, we almost had a tech get hit maybe i don't know 10 years ago maybe less so we put up these big cement blocks and now that we own both shops we pulled out the one so we could get between between them so because we're right you know things like that and uh, at night we pull our pylons away and we put them inside so that people can get through there because it what we don't need to leave our pylons out but the amount of times that i come to the shop in the morning and that what those fucking things weigh what six seven hundred pounds the amount of times i've come to the shop and that thing is completely <laughs> pushed and then we go into the security camera to see what happened holy hell the <laughs> just hammering it oh man the one guy literally like drove his his raptor which is why i think the only reason that one didn't leave a bunch of shit everywhere up over the top of it the one um we saw one it was a like a nice new pathfinder and Ooh. uh they, they kind of backed up and then I, I watched him and I went, oh no, oh no. And he ramped up and then, and then stopped, backed up, gets out. And he must have bent the shit out of his running board because I just see him get out and he's jumping up <laughs> on this running board trying to like maybe straighten it out or something. But oh yeah, it's bi-weekly i would say we have to move that cement barrier back so i'll have to go back in the video footage and see if that was you teddy <laughs> it, it wasn't it was, it was at a first of all i don't think my nissan center could make it up and over any of that but no it was at a it was at a competing brewery oh where it happened so okay yeah, yeah nothing cool i just misjudged a snow pile and competing <laughs> breweries we don't have those i mean i i love the craft beer market i think it's great there's so many of them they all make great beer i i love to try them all i mean obviously when i sit at home i get a fridge full of polar parks so that's what i drink but you know what if you open my fridge right now i've got oh man i've got uh, blind man in there troubled monks in there i love craft beer and i think it's great i mean you got to support everybody to keep everybody going i mean that from my perspective as a business owner for the for automotive shops you know 
I'll never talk ill about another business. I have a lot of people that come into my shop and go, I just had this here. Oh, I just had this done here. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to talk ill about another shop. I'll just tell you what I see. And then we'll go from there. And that's, I feel like everybody should do that. You know, we'll do that for you. We'll yeah. stand outside of other dealerships and just talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lundy will spin a sign. Yeah. Oh, this place yeah. sucks. Oh, yeah. You can get this for $10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys these guys know what they're talking about when it comes to air cab, yeah. cabin air filters. Mike, we really appreciate you coming in today. Thanks for uh, dropping off this uh, Polar Park Brewing beer. Uh, it was delicious. I know I, I'm speaking from for everyone here when I say we learned quite a bit today. I'm not sure how much we'll remember, but that's what the re- the recording is for. So, cheers, Mike. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you guys open up that. Alberta, Antarctica, European... <laughs> no, Alberta. <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to nail Alberta, it. Alberta, Antarctica, Motorworks uh, next time we see you. And, and and the other four after that. So, cheers. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. I was almost nervous about this, but, you know, I figured hanging out with a bunch of buddies I knew from back in, back in the day. Holy <laughs> shit. It was, it was great good. to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Lund, last thing though, what do we have for him for to hang in his shops? Oh yeah, we we have this uh, lovely fire firefighter picture of us, fully clothed. No, just kidding, half clothed. And yeah, you can put it in in both shops. So you're welcome. And if you pay us ten bucks, we'll sign it for you. Well, I just want to know if Lundy was packing there or not. He, I can confirm. <laughs> I can confirm there was two socks inside. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, just socks one inside those just, boots. Come on, Dust. There's just one sock. <laughs> no need. No need to mad dog me like that, man. <laughs> Did you know that Kevin owns a DeLorean? But he only drives it from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it. I don't. <laughs> it's a time machine car. Yeah, but uh, he's yeah. never seen that I've movie. Never seen the movie. Oh, okay. You know what the DeLorean is. It was no. a good joke. So, before we get too off topic, huge thank you again to Mike Passman. Again, we learned a ton there. Uh, some great stories too. And for me, it's just I love meeting people. I'm always kind of jealous of the people who have like those long-standing family businesses. I know Dustin, you mentioned didn't work out for you. Probably smart on uh, Papa G's part there. But I, I think it's really cool uh, to hear those stories and. and that's the pillar of a community, right? Is is businesses like that. I think one of the coolest parts about this podcast, quite honestly, for myself, is reconnecting with people that we haven't seen in 15 years and and meeting the different business owners in Red Deer. It's It's been super unique to this podcast and something I never thought I would be a part of. So, you know, all those business owners that have reached out or, or been a part of this, I, I really appreciate you and have really appreciated getting to know you as well. And uh, some good news, uh, as Mike was as Mike was leaving, he uh, he forgot to mention that for anyone listening, next time you're you're in one of his shops, if you mention that you listen to him on the Odier podcast, he's going to give you a ten percent discount. So I don't know how long that's that offer stands for, but doesn't hurt to ask. So uh, hurry in, uh, get save your ten percent, and meet a, a real real stand up guy in the community. I don't know. I learned some stuff. I, I think it's really cool too to know more about people, right? Like how Mike kind of has the the beer thing going on the side and some cool stories there and just open our eyes to another great Alberta craft brewery too. So yeah, I think it's just not just the business owners, but we, we saw last week with Phil, who might be the greatest thing ever imported from Britain ever. And you know, this week with Mike, just a lot of interesting people. So again, if you're out there, you think you're interesting. I mean, nine times out of 10, you're not. But if you're that one, 10% of the people who are very interesting, uh, we're always happy to have you on the show. So get a hold of us at, uh, oh dear. All right. 
Well, thank you again to Mike. And now something we ha- we haven't done enough of until recently on the podcast, I think, is talk about upcoming events, things that are going on around central Alberta. Gotten better at it lately. And there's a really cool one coming up with uh, an interesting proposal that was thrown our way that we could talk about as well. But something unique that Bluegrass Garden Center reached us to us about. They're hosting the Rumble in the Jungle charity boxing event on Saturday, March 12th. So probably about a week, a week and a bit after this episode comes out at Bluegrass in the tropical greenhouse i don't know if any of you've been to any boxing events or fighting events Uh, it's a lot of fun and this is a great way to support some amateur canadian athletes and raise some money for charity in the greenhouse so i don't know have any of you seen live boxing any i guess any type of fighting i've i've never been but uh, obviously i've seen fights on tv going back to the actual fight though it's it's huge so they started off with nine matches and 18 fighters now they're up to 18 matches with 36 fighters so it's that's a lot it goes from six to midnight so like it's a it's a lot in one night so it's going to be a lot of action again if you've never been to the event the live events they're a ton of fun they have fighters coming in from bc ontario and quebec and five provincial champs from Alberta too. So again, you can support some local athletes there. It's $45 a ticket, which comes with signature drinks. Bose will be there selling burgers. Sawback will be there selling beer. So again, a a very local event. Uh, You can get 15% off in-store shopping if you want to buy some grass when you're there. It's not, not that type of grass, Aaron, but... No, thank you for the clarity yeah. on that. Yeah, you looked a little excited, but uh, and all the proceeds from the event go to charity as well. So you can uh, go to Bluegrass, find them on social media. You'll find the link for the tickets there. And again, I'm really excited to go to that. I think she said it holds about a thousand people in there. So if, if you're eager to get out and go to an event again and and be around people, if you're not comfortable being around that many people, that's okay too. But uh, I think it's a great event and it's awesome to see you know these things start to pop up again and something really unique. So thank you again to to Bluegrass for reaching out to us. Again, same thing here. We love promoting these events. If you have something you'd like to promote, especially when it's charitable, uh, reach out to us again. Uh, We're always happy to talk about it and let people know what's going on. So before we move on, as we have to give a quick shout out to our good friends at Doortender, uh, because it's still February when we're recording this, I uh, everyone but me is enjoying some beverages. As always, courtesy of Doortender and Dustin, you made a special order for a very special day. Yeah, it's National Margarita Day, so Bobby Margs is in the house again. Appreciate it for for coming to grace your presence in that nice green can. But uh, it's Dustin pre- loves cans. Yeah, I love yeah. cans. You learned about that earlier. <laughs> earlier? Yeah. Later? Yeah, later. Earlier. earlier. Quantum realm. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you you left me hanging there, and right now. It is real not nice out. So free liquor delivery is real nice. If you haven't already, check out Doortender. You can get free delivery or pick up in store, honestly. The rewards program too is, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you can rack up those points pretty quickly, which uh, is also real nice. So drink up, fellas, because now we've got to go in to check in with Andrew for our Andrew Russell Real Estate Minute. Give him a whole minute? Thanks, Ked. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Bundy sent ya. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Uh, now, 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 Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Ted Bundy? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Al's right. Who Al. the hell's Al? For married with you. Al's did it. A, oh, yeah, I did it right. right. Who the hell's Ted Bundy? He's oh, a, he's a mass murderer. He's a serial killer. <laughs> Zach Efron. Wait, hijacked that segment from you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks, Ked. So <laughs> to change things up this week, uh, I put out on Instagram the opportunity to ask me any real estate questions that some people had. And I actually had two good questions brought in. So Jody asked me, I keep hearing the market is hot. Are prices going up? And the answer to that is Red Deer detached homes are up 10 and a half percent since 2019. Yeah. So fairly significant increase since 2019. And I do think things are going to continue to trend up. The other question I had sent in. So Sean asked me, how important is home maintenance to long-term value, which is a great question because it's extremely important. Uh, buyers will pay premium dollar for homes that are well-maintained, well taken care of. And so I've come up with a list of some easy things that you can do as a homeowner to help hold the value on your home long-term. So a couple things, uh, semi-annual deep cleans. So basically hiring a cleaner just to come in and do the clean the spots in your house that you don't normally clean yourself makes a huge difference in the overall longevity of things like your baseboards, your bathrooms, your toilets, your fixtures, uh, just keeping all that stuff cleaned and uh, in good shape. Yearly carpet cleaning will massively extend the life of your carpets. Furnace cleaning and servicing every two to three years is another one. If you have pets, generally it can be sooner. This will extend the life of your furnace drastically, which will save you money in the long term. Uh, another one people don't frequently know about, Red Deer has very hard water. So you should actually drain your hot water tank yearly. Uh, there is a valve at the bottom of your water tank that you can hook a hose up to and run into the drain in your floor that will remove all of the sediment and buildup in the bottom of your water tank and extend the life of your water tank. Another good one is just keeping water away from your foundation. So having your downspouts down, checking your gutters to make sure they're not leaking uh, and making sure you don't have any negative drainage coming back into your property. This will prevent foundation issues and moisture issues, which are generally found during home inspections. And another big one is just landscape upkeep and maintenance. So just taking care of your yard, keeping down your bushes and your trees. Trimming is important. Trim your bush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to I need to sit outside for some of these. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Glorious. So you get more money if your bush is trimmed? Is that what you're saying? Matt, yeah, people people will be more attracted to your home if you keep your bush trimmed, Lund. But the odd person wants a hairy bush. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not even a pun, Kev. <laughs> but Lund, it, too, it, it does make your deck look bigger if you trim the bush around it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, my God. What? That's so good. What was? Listen, yeah. most most people prefer... Uh, people haven't least, been on my deck in a long time. At least time. a trimmed bush, Ted. I, I don't recommend the Zeriscape where you remove all the vegetation. However, it is good to uh, keep them trimmed and in check. Like the strip. Like I, a, one strip. Yeah. So, so a landing strip. A nice, a nice strip of landscaping is not a bad thing. That's why those Brazilian homes are going for so much right now, eh? <laughs> Are we still talking about houses? Yeah. Oh, man, we, you know, the first bit of this is like, man, we're going to get through this. Like, it's a pretty good, like, serious tone. And lo and behold, Andrew Russell. Listen, uh, I just gave you some great tips on how to maintain yeah. the value of your home. And then you guys took it in some twisted yeah. direction like a bunch of children. Just the tip. Agreed. Though. Should we call this just the tips with Andrew Russell? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, those are good. I remember remember when uh, Mike Dempster taught us about the, the water tank one. And Lundy, as he was going along, I was thinking, okay, Lund good job good job then he got to the furnace one i'm like what the hell i wonder what we're breathing in every night in that house well it's not clean air <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your honesty i can tell you i'm sitting here thinking andrew these are really good yeah. tips 
because we just got our furnace cleaned for the first time and, and I think we've owned our house for five or six years and we have a pet and our daughter was a little bit sick and we figured that that was the problem. And honestly, air purifiers or getting your furnace cleaned is a, is a huge part of, you don't realize it until you have kids because you're just sitting there and coughing and whatever else. But I, I appreciate all the tips he has given. I'm going to listen back to this podcast <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go do those things. And if you're sitting there coughing, go see a doctor. <laughs> like that's 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 not normal. Says the guy who's had a cough for like five years. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the reality with most of this stuff is it's it's actually really cheap and it's just general maintenance that will like grossly prolong the lifespan of a lot of your you know major appliances uh, that people overlook. And the houses that I go into where you can tell that the owners have taken a lot of pride of ownership and they take care of things and maintain their stuff. I mean, they sell at a premium every single time. Andrew, I got a question for you. Uh, do I have to clean that area underneath my oven or underneath my fridge where I just kind of kick stuff underneath? Are the are potential buyers going to look there? Generally, they won't. But when they pull stuff out, when they pull the fridge out and realize you haven't cleaned under it in three years, they're probably going to be upset. The one thing that you have to take into account there is that if your fridge has water running to it, it could be leaking, which will then cause damage to all of your flooring. Uh, if you get stuff under the fridge that causes stains, uh, again, it's covered up, so it's not a big deal. But there are some more particular buyers who, you know, that kind of stuff will bother them. Uh, generally, they won't find covered up stuff during home inspections. But, you know, it's just one of those things where if you maintain it, people appreciate it. Andrew, I can tell you all the gross moldy stuff is inside of our fridge and not underneath it. So, so we're good there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we might need to get you a new fridge before you go to list Lund, which, you know, little bit of cleaning, buddy could have saved you about five, 600 bucks at least. So I'm digging the Andrew Russell market minute. Just the five tips. minutes, <laughs> just the tips. <laughs> but did Lundy send somebody? Come on, Andrew, be honest. Come on, come on. <laughs> come on Andrew. Are we, are let's, we? Let's make this simpler. Are we helping some people move into a house? Give us the answer we've been waiting for. Okay, fine. Lundy sent him. Yeah. yeah! Lundy sent him. So you, I, I just like to think this podcast as a whole. Did it? Hey, we did it. Lundy, yeah. yeah. it was part of the deal though, is written into the report that you have no shirt on the whole time. Oh, uh, what report? Uh, the one you uh, signed. Yeah. yeah, we'll take this offline. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to change the name of this one, but forget what I said at the beginning. That was just the tips from Andrew Russell and Associates. He's got a big tip. No, it just looks big because he trimmed all the bush around it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aaron, follow that. <laughs> just the tips was brought to you by Andrew Russell and Associates with Remax Real Estate Central Alberta, the official realtor of the Oh Dear podcast. For more information on the team and the services they provide, visit andrewrussell.ca. Oh, and tell them Lundy sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm not, oh, used yeah. to, not used to just the tips. So speaking of Andrew, because there's something we, we've got to talk about. I've still got a week left right now in my Mega Drive February. A uh, huge thank you to everyone who's donated so far. Andrew, you made a huge donation to kickstart things and wanted to shave my head. Unless something crazy happens in the next week, I think I'm going to fall short of my goal, but still raised a ton of money, uh, which is awesome. I feel great too. Like it actually, it's it's been a great couple weeks so far and probably a, like with all three things going to keep it going into, into March as much as I can. But for your generosity, I don't want to let you down. So Andrew is going to get to starting next episode for the next four episodes, style my hair 
however he wants, and it's going to be on camera, going to be on social media. The only real rule is nothing permanent. So can't cut my hair, like do anything like that. All I have to say is I hope you like glitter, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Don't threaten me with a good time. And I will say, Ted, like you might fall short of your goal. It was a very lofty goal to start, I will say. And it was awesome because how much you cared for your hair. You've raised a, a shit ton of money for the Canadian Cancer Society, whether you fell short of your goal or not. We're almost up upwards of $2,000 and and that's an insane amount for somebody who is running a local podcast and thinking about shaving his head. So kudos to you. A lot of money raised and uh, Andrew, Andrew's still going to have a lot of fun with my hair. And I, I can tell you, it it's very nice to touch. So you're welcome ahead of time. So with that, we can move into Deer Call. Deer Call is brought to you by Rob Ray Clothers, the official clothing company of the Oh Deer podcast. Whatever your day entails, shop quality at Rob Ray Clothers for your everyday looks, providing a one-of-a-kind experience that will only be limited by your fashionably discerning imagination. Visit them in East Hill Centre or go to robrayclothers.com to start shopping. Rob Ray Clothers. Look good. Feel good. Wheel good. (laughs) (laughs) The first part was from your website and I added in that last part. (laughs) So I'm liking a, that. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. So oh, how are things? <laughs> uh, so, so how's clothes? Yeah. Yeah. Clothes are good. Uh, people are still, re- still wearing clothes, uh, but no, in all seriousness, you know, we got a lot of spring inventory coming in. So uh, we got some new brands coming in that we haven't carried before. And then uh, just, you know, a ton of new uh, summer stuff. So lots of shorts, lots of casual wear. Uh, short sleeve button downs, that kind of stuff. So if you're looking to go on a trip anytime soon to Mexico or something like that, uh, Hawaii, please stop in. We we got lots of stuff for your vacation and and hopefully the nice weather's around the corner and uh, we got a great outfit for you for this summer. So so dear call, we threw out the the call for your favorite. We love nostalgia, right? Like so we th- we threw out the call for your favorite cartoon character of the past or present, I guess. Not future. We're growing up. Well, future yeah. if you like the Jetsons, I guess. Hey, Lundy? That's pretty good, eh? That's a good one, yeah. So, Kayleen, Jesse, and Jeremy said Darkwing Duck. And I think, you know, us four, us six, I guess, or eight, grew up in an era where Darkwing Duck was oh. was the man. Saturday Did, I, mornings. Does anyone remember his chant? No. It, I only, I'm the uh, terror that flaps oh, in the yeah. night. Something, something. Would you guys remember his his partner's name? Launchpad. Launchpad. Oh, wow. I so wouldn't remember Launchpad that. was in two shows. He was in Tailspin. No, sorry. He was in DuckTales. DuckTales. Mm-hmm. And Tailspin is blue. Right. I'm getting mixed. But he was in DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. So, he's a dual threat. So, just a, a point here. They still make relatively newer DuckTales. Uh, they're actually really good. Very modern. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 not so, Darkwing Duck. So they all have no, so <laughs> but but Darkwing Duck. So that leads me to the point, and I think we'll go through this as we go through these characters. And and I've noticed this as I've watched some older cartoons with my kids. But the opening like credits, there's always like a kick-ass song that's like two minutes long. That's not a thing in normal or in modern cartoons these days. Like Ducktales. Ooh, yeah, such a catchy. Or song. the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But Dar- was one of Darkwing my had a great catchy song as well. But all those cartoons from the '90s had just awesome openings, and I I just remember sitting on the couch eating my cereal, and that song would come on, and you're just jacked. And just cartoons aren't the same anymore. So our kids are missing out. Jesse also said Roger Rabbit, one I am not familiar with. 
So there was a movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It was one of its, I mean, the first like animated was like way back in like the 40s or 50s. But uh, fun fact, it's called Anchors Away with Gene Kelly and Jerry the Mouse. Uh, but anyways, that was one of the first like live action cartoon movies, which I want to say late 80s. So is maybe why it's a great movie, though. It is a like it movie. is uh, it's groundbreaking and really sets up. It's great ride in Disneyland, too, because it's like it's cartoon. Yeah, okay, I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask. Like Christopher Lloyd movies. is in it and uh Well, he wouldn't know who Christopher Lloyd is because he hasn't watched Back to Back the Future. Back to the Future. So. That's right. But there is a hot girl in there. Yeah, just and yeah, everyone's like probably first cartoon crush, Jessica well, Rabbit, who is red, not a rabbit. Big red lips if I can remember right. Yeah, well, red, red and hair. hair. John said our boy Teddy Ruxpin here. Again, I, one I'm not familiar with. What? What? Oh, everyone, that's... Teddy yeah. Ruxpin? I'm not familiar with yeah, that either. Cool. He had a caterpillar named, friend named Wormy, because <laughs> they were really creative at coming up with names. Now, I know that one too, because, I mean, it goes back to like the Home Alone thing with Kevin. How often you get Teddy Ruxpin? That's what I mean. For this and that. That was actually my email when I was signing up for websites I shouldn't be signing up for. Teddy Ruxpin 69? <laughs> yep. Yeah, well... <laughs> Not quite. I'm not going to give away the exact email, but that was the fake one I used for for certain. And I still actually still use it for Facebook and stuff. So I don't get all the notifications. Okay. So who is Teddy Ruxpin? He's, he's just, a bear. He's a bear. And he just went on an adv- adventures with his caterpillar friend, Wormy. Okay. He had a red shirt. Dude, yeah. there was a toy. That, there was a Teddy Ruxpin toy that was super popular. They're and talk. he had a cassette player in his belly. Yeah. And I still see that in houses sometimes. <laughs> was he That's was he so similar set player? Nice. Was he similar to Yogi Bear? No. 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 He, he had a red shirt. It's brown me. bear red shirt. Yeah. Completely Boo-boo. different. Even like the animation was different too. Look at it, it it actually you might recognize it if you looked it up. He had the hot air balloon. Yeah. Like he spent a lot of time in that hot, hot air balloon? Yeah, he traveled around. It might have been their house. It was like a ship. It was a hot air balloon. Where did they get the gas for the hot air balloon? <laughs> oh <laughs> gas. Why do you ask stupid questions? <laughs> Josh said Inspector Gadget. Yeah. I think he was part of that Saturday morning cartoon crew, wasn't he? For me, I think it was on RDTV at lunchtime all the time. Okay. You might be right, actually. A little bit older. Yeah. Who was that bad guy in Inspector Gadget? Dr. Claw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the cat. Yeah. yeah, man, I gotta tell you though, like Inspector Gadget, what a fucking idiot! What do you mean? He he had everything. Yeah, but he was if, without Penny and and Brain, his dog. Like he. God, you remember a lot yeah. of stuff. My, I wouldn't remember that. I love Matt. Yeah, Inspector Gadget was one of my favorite. Like I said, it was on yeah. every day at lunch, and I went home for lunch every day, so watched it a lot. Stacy said, "Old football head himself." <laughs> Stewie? Dustin Moore. (laughs) Stewie. (laughs) (laughs) Arnold. Yeah, it's not wrong. Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Is he one of the Rugrats? <laughs> no. You don't remember Hey Arnold? No, it's, oh. Hey Arnold was its own show. Literally had like a football head with kind of blonde hair on it and a hat. And Okay, so Stacey- If we showed you a picture. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. And, and Stacy also said Bradley from sticking around. Mm-hmm. Scradley. <laughs> hey, Scradley. Real mature Bradley. Yeah. You didn't know that one either? No. You don't remember Sticking Around? Sticking Around was... What was that one about? It was about a bunch of stick characters. Yeah. It was hilarious. (laughs) Really? Yeah. No, I don't think I That that. one too was on YTV Uh, all the time. And it kind of had, uh, like it had real people in the newsroom kind of, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I do remember that then. It was was a great show. Yeah. Didn't that actor go on to work on the Weather Network? No, that was student bodies. You're thinking oh, student yeah, okay. bodies. But you are, yeah, and not a cartoon. Well, I guess that's they half had, cartoon. They had cartoons. Oh no, well, maybe that's sticking, the one I'm thinking. Sorry, of. you're thinking student yeah, bodies. Thinking of student yeah. bodies. Yeah. yeah, sticking around was just a straight just cartoon. A, anyways, 
Katie said, Animaniacs. I like that you sing, you're singing us into all of these. I love it. Animaniacs is one of my favorite, personally. Followed by Pinky and the Brain, I think maybe comes up well, later. Well, Pinky and the Brain started off as a... Like in, a, inside as a yeah right? spinoff yeah. right yeah but it was it was back to back after a while did you guys watch Animaniacs oh yeah. really yeah maybe those, a little those bit. guys were crazy like who were the main characters in well there was three Animaniacs I Wacko remember. Yakko and Dot oh my god this no I didn't I, there's like they, they've rebooted this one too actually animate but I just remember all the side thing the good idea bad idea is like one of the funniest little sketches that's that's what I remember most from Animaniacs but it was like a, a cartoon version of a of a variety show. They There's also characters and- threw in a lot of adult jokes. Oh, the yeah. one about fingerprints, fingerprints yeah. was like, once I understood yeah. it, Go it was ahead. hilarious. Go ahead and tell that joke, Erin. They were talking about fingerprints, yeah. but so she, she heard fingerprints. So she was holding, she's holding like Prince, back the then, singer. Pr- Prince was a oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah. Or the artist Prince, formerly known as Prince. Prince and she's talking about- like handprints or something. They said, you mean fingerprints? And she was holding prints and said, I don't think so. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Not it. the way we told it. Ted no. did a better yeah, job. Yeah, but... that part probably won't make it, but it, it was great. And that goes back to Hey Arnold too. A lot of adult humor from the grandpa mm-hmm. in that one. So you had a lot of shows we need to somehow find for you. Yeah, I know. I... Yeah, I'm surprised actually a little bit. He was watching bird documentaries. Yeah. That's <laughs> where the real action was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brad said Spider-Man or Raphael. So Spider-Man, obviously, for, yeah. for everybody. That song but who, too. Who was your guys' favorite Ninja Turtle? Was it Raphael? Because mine actually was. I think mine was too. I was actually a big Bebop and Rocksteady girl. <laughs> <laughs> Until the that like the most recent movie, they were, that was terrible. But yeah, I, I don't. I was a big Donatello guy. Really? See, I yeah. thought everyone was was Michelangelo. And I was because well, he's the funniest. Easy yeah. pick, yeah. I mean, you like pizza. He likes pizza. Yeah, makes well, sense. They, they all like pizza, though. Yeah, but no like, anchovies. Yes. Dustin, not this Dustin, said Scrooge McDuck. Who doesn't like Scrooge? Mm. Jumping in all that corn. That's, yeah, that's, that's out of DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I can just picture him like diving off that diving mm-hmm. board. I don't even know what he says. but He just spits out the coin. Yeah. Like, buddy, you just got so many diseases in your mouth. Yeah. So Didn't your mom tell you money's dirty? <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Scrooge McDuck and DuckTales, are they the same duck or are they related? No. Are they like cousins? So, DuckTales is Scrooge and then it's like his three Huey, nephews, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. And then Donald Duck's in it. Who's Darkwing Duck? <laughs> he's Darkwing. <laughs> yeah. He's not anyone, like, he's, he's not, like, someone else. Like, he's his own thing. Doesn't he have his, isn't Dark Darkwing Duck the alter ego of somebody? Isn't his name, like, something Mallard or something? I don't know, but Darkwing yeah. Duck's- That's a completely, completely separate. separate. So, there's three separate. different duck Well, and there's cartoons. Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. Well, that's the that's original Christmas special. That's, yeah, I know. But yeah, Same. but yeah, separate people. To, to separate ducks. Separate ducks. This this is one of my favorites, and my sister actually put it on her our social media. Doug, oh. tell me you guys love Doug. Is that, yeah. the, is that the bald kid with like one hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah like three. Pop, three his, kids, or his dog's name's Popcorn. Is that right? Pork chop. Pork chop. Pork chop. That was a good movie. I'm was not going to lie. The last time I went home, like, fairly inebriated and under the influence, and I saw Doug was on Disney Plus, I may have watched three episodes at, like, three in the morning. Was what, is, is he in high school in the yeah. show? Okay. Yeah. So or middle fun. school or, or whatever. And yeah. it's just, yeah, he's, he's got a wild cool imagination. And Did you know that one, Lundy? I've seen it, yeah. 
I did no reason. And Patty Meanies, the love of his life. Oh, Patty. Doug was awesome. Yeah. Hey, you can go back and watch it. You know, you mentioned it, that it was on Disney Plus. I'm gonna. Carolyn said, itchy and scratchy show from The Simpsons. They had had their own show. No, I think just. But they had their show within the show. They were like, obviously, Tom and Jerry, right? Just a way more violent Tom and Jerry. Is there a kid that didn't watch The Simpsons? I wasn't allowed to. Well, I know. I wasn't was. allowed to for a while either, yeah. but I did. I went over to Kevin's house, house and yeah. ate energy pills and, and uh, <laughs> watched The Simpsons. <laughs> energy. Do you remember or Jolt Cola? I'm going to be up all night. What are energy pills? <laughs> no, answer the question. What are energy pills? Maggie? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> no, my mom sold Herbalife. So, like, he would come over and just like, rummage in her pill jar. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take these ones. What a walk down memory lane. Oh, God. Those will fuck your shit up. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're only 14. <laughs> you guys are wondering what's wrong with me now. Oh, no, we never wonder. Okay. We know. Joe says She-Ra or Princess of Power. I not a clue. Aaron, please help us. So it was a show I didn't get to see very often because it was on channels that we didn't have. So I'd see it when I went to like my Baba's or something. Doesn't hold up uh neither does gem and the holograms but i remember them incredibly fondly shira princess of power is the sister of he-man oh yeah yeah so it was just to convince little girls to buy toys and be strong and and independent so i yeah i heard on the radio that they're making like a live action remake of he-man yeah dolph lundgren did the original correct the most handsome man in the world dolph i don't know I always get He-Man and Flash. Yeah, Flash Gordon mixed up, but they're, yeah. No, I think He-Man is like Skeletor and- Yeah. Yeah, okay. If if I'm correct and it was Dolph, I say bring him back. He still looks great. He can be He-Man again. (laughs) I'd watch it. I will crush you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Wow. Hey, Dolph Lundgren in the house, everybody. (laughs) That was Dolph. Oh, that was Dolph? (laughs) That was Dolph. Do you know Dolph? Does he call you at home? (laughs) Was he in Rocky? He was. Four. Have you seen Rocky? Good impression then, because I had no idea. (laughs) You haven't seen Rocky. Oh wow, you did amazing job. But he's he's not actually, we're going off topic, but that's okay. He's not actually Russian though, right? He is- I believe he's Swedish. Swedish or yes, and he's, or yeah, yeah. he's, uh, and he's got like, like he's incredibly brilliant, like has master's degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Aaron, just go marry him already. Yeah. <laughs> if it was an option, Walsh, I would have. You are married to He-Man already I though. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Logan no said Brian the dog. From Family Guy. Which I guess, like, when I think back, I was probably in grade seven or eight when Family Guy came out. So, that counts as, like, childhood. That's a good one. He, he's pretty iconic. So, Tracy actually had four. So, number one, Eeyore, or AKA Ted. Fun fact, that was my nickname in radio school because I all the first time I'd be like, hey, guys, like, like <laughs> monotone, like, completely... It was, was it because you're monotone or because you're grumpy? <laughs> it's probably both. You'd be grumpy too if you had a nail in your anus all the time. Oh, fair point. <laughs> Not me. Eeyore does. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, that's my business. She also said Alice in Wonderland. Again, that's another classic, movie yeah. I've never seen. What? Betty Boop. I did watch Betty Boop. You guys watch that one? No. Yeah. No. Aaron's not happy about it. Like I know Betty Alice Boop in Wonderland. Yeah. I haven't seen Aaron's going to go home and have one of her grown-up gummies and watch Alice in Wonderland, probably. I might. Excellent movie. Books, also excellent. <laughs> Books. Nerd. What's better, the cartoon or the Johnny Depp version? Cartoon. 
Yes, the the original cartoon okay. from Disney. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. And Ted's favorite Donald Duck. Which why? Well, and I even I wore one of my three Donald Duck shirts tonight just just for that because I wanted to talk about him. It ha- so I mean, for one, he's a classic, but he's just really relatable. He does not like to wear pants. Right? He's people like him. He's got lots of friends, but he wears his heart on his sleeve. He doesn't take any shit. He's got to put up with fucking Huey, Dewey, and Louie's shit all the time. Is that us? That's you guys, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, I just remember, like, if you could understand what the hell he's saying, he was pretty witty, too. And yeah, just growing up, he was in all my favorite cartoons. And it's cool now, like, through no, absolutely no coercion like my nephew donald duck is his favorite so I, when i go visit him we literally just watch the same donald duck cartoons i watched growing up on youtube so yeah you guys got a favorite that wasn't mentioned probably tin tin just uh or or uh or the, the drunk captain from tin tin i can't remember his name <laughs> just told it like it was <laughs> I, you know, it's funny, all these ones we all watch that you didn't watch, I I don't think I've watched Tintin. Like, I know, I obviously know of it, but... Yeah, I'm same, I'm same boy as you, Teddy. Yeah. Never watched it. I watched it, and you mean his little dog, and they went on all, all these adventures. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good show. Yeah. Was the, was the like, the recent kind of, it, like, it was still animated, but, like, the realistic animation one, was that any good? Yeah, it was. It was probably, it's probably about 10 or, 10 or 15 years old now. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like it brought back memories 10 years ago. It would be cool to, to have like an actual live action Tintin movie. I'd I'd pay money for that. You might actually like if we shave off the sides of your head, you probably could pull off Tintin. Oh no, I'm not shaving my head. For for the role of a lifetime? No, I care too much about my hair. <laughs> <laughs> could have fooled us. So for me, I'll, I'll say two kind of more just shows in general, but like Futurama. Uh, Some great characters all around in that show. That was a good one. And I'm going to go way off the beaten path. uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. (laughs) So I remember that show from (laughs) like, I was probably like six or seven. Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah. And like they turned into ninjas and they kicked ass and then they ate pizza. Like it was awesome. There's a skinny one and a fat one. And like, it was kind of like this podcast. Minus the ninja party. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Whoa. But. uh, I think I'm the skinny one. I think it only lasted like a couple seasons yeah. maybe but for some reason that one people would be like oh that's Thundercats no no no, no. this is Samurai Pizza Cats <laughs> it's totally different <laughs> Eric Cartman from South Park oh yeah, yeah, yeah I was waiting go. for South Park. Park you were allowed to watch that as a kid no but so but you did anyway, I was in grade yeah. 5 when that came out and I specifically remember setting the VCR to record knowing it was coming on <laughs> So that I could have the episodes without my parents knowing, yeah. and I got busted with them, <laughs> and uh, and I got <laughs> shit. Didn't get busted with porn. Got no, I got busted with busted, busted with South Park. But yeah. th- that first season of South Park, I still go back and watch it, and it's freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's actually I don't watch it anymore. It's gotten too political now. I'm sure there's probably still some good episodes, but that the first like probably two three seasons of South Park is just it's gold. It's still gold to this day. It is. Well, it's, and see, so Eric Cartman was like everyone's favorite. And then you go a little later in the series, to me, Randy Marsh was like one of the funniest <laughs> characters on TV. Like they really took him and ran with them and he grew into one of my favorites. But same thing, I, it's hard to keep up. I think in the newer episodes, he's running a weed farm, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not 100% up on that. But Aaron, are you Googling common car- favorite cartoon characters? <laughs> no, I was uh, just making sure that I hadn't like had a fever dream and made this cartoon up uh the raccoons 
Oh, that I've, oh, yeah. yeah, that was also on RDTV all the yeah. time. Classic Bert. Canadian, yeah. yeah, and they had their like sheepdog friend, and Cyril Sneer was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. oh big yeah, fan. Sneer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I just re- I remember remember that. What was the dog? Was like Shep or something uh, like that, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But uh, yeah, no, you're close. that was that was a great show too. And Bert the Raccoon. Yeah. And then uh, the Flintstones. Oh, see, and I can, this is one thing me and my father can bond on. Me, me and Papa G. You're both Fred Flintstone? Yeah. Well, you and We're, you and Fred have the exact same size feet. Twinkle toes <laughs> at the bowling alley. You guys know, you yeah. guys have seen it. Yeah. But honestly, Flintstones followed by Jetsons. Yeah. That was there was great... nothing better. Fred Flintstone. To that's me. time traveling yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, that is the quantum realm. And let me just say, the, the Flintstones movie. <gasps> Which one? Halle the, Berry. The first one yeah. with yeah, with Halle Berry and John oh, Goodman. Yeah. Man, like I know it's not cartoons, we're going off topic a little bit, but Frick it was, was good. that good. Guess guess who's watched Frick. that in the last one? I said Frick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. And actually, the Jetsons movie, the cartoon, also excellent. with the little like the minor, yeah, like, the, the yeah. miners or Sprock- whatever sprockets, sprockets, yeah, yeah, spacely sprockets. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you guys know. This. Oh yeah, we we know. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Tintin, who didn't know any other movies shows, <laughs> they probably what? read books <laughs> or got outside. <laughs> What'd you do as a child? Play pogs? Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> pogs. We, we went over to the hey. Anyways, don't forget you got to order us pogs. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's another one I think we can go on on and on with. And there's even some before I was thinking, oh, no one mentioned this and I just forget. But uh, yeah, no one, even like Mickey, like any of the Bugs Bunny. So honorable mention for me, because again, want to talk about bonding with your <laughs> with your dad over a cartoon character. And don't know if my dad even still listens to this show, but Yosemite Sam from the Bugs Bugs Bunny is another one that's just, even when you watch it now is, is, is still pretty funny. And again, relatable because he just doesn't take any shit. Was it three episodes ago or two that Lund asked what the Tasmanian devil says? Yeah. Go ahead, Lundy. Oh, I don't I, I don't think I I knew. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. That refresh your memory. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, everyone, for those answers. A great dive down memory lane. Thank you, Dusty, too, for running us through that. Great idea for one. I was feeling kind of stupid because you also suggested asking what everyone's first car was. And now in hindsight, I was like, well, cartoon characters. Yeah, but in hindsight, would have fit in real well with this episode. But whoops, that's still a good one. So that's okay. So speaking of Dustin, Dustin's deadline came and went for learn a new skill or pay the bill. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, so no spoilers, because usually we would have covered it by now, spun the wheel again, find out who's got to do something next, but there's a reason we didn't. If you tuned into last episode, you know that Dustin came through with a big round seven win in Dustin versus Walsh. Don't know what the future holds for Versus. We're going to come up with something. In the meantime, came up with the, we're going to have a quick game. Aaron's got a trivia game we can play. The winner is exempt from this round of learn a new skill or pay the bill, but I'll still get free dinner if the person fails. So Aaron, tell us the rules. We're going to go through this and uh, and see who does not have to spin the wheel. All right. I'm just stealing these uh, facts from a 
trivia game I played over Christmas with my family. You have to determine if they are the truth or a lie. First person to get three right, if there's a tie, we'll just keep bracketing it until we get to a winner. Let's do, oh, it's going to be for good podcasting, but uh, one finger up for the truth, two fingers up if you think it's a lie. A traditional Irish custom is for the mother-in-law to tear up her daughter-in-law's wedding dress and bury the torn pieces in a potato field. Truth or lie? Lie. Lie. Truth. That is a lie. There are many interesting (laughs) Irish wedding customs, but this is not one of them. (laughs) Bringing it back to bushes, the Rose of Hiddlesheim. Lie. (laughs) The Rose of Hiddlesheim, (laughs) the world's oldest rose bush, is believed to have been planted in the year 815. Truth. Truth. It is the truth. Fuck. <laughs> Growing in the gardens of a cathedral How in Germany for that? the last 1,200 years, the rose bush was damaged by Allied bombings in World War II, but managed to survive. The 815 is too specific. <laughs> like the 8th century, yeah. I would have believed. So everyone but Lund got a point there. Canada is home to over half of all the world's freshwater lakes. True. true. That is true. True. <laughs> you had a finger up before it counted. People are either left-brained or right-brain dominant, the left being the logical side and the right being creative. Truth or a lie? Lie. Lie. True. It is a lie. It's the other way around, isn't it? No. Oh. No one has a dominant brain hemisphere. While certain functions sometimes dominate specific brain regions, both sides of the brain are generally equal in their activity. All right. Well, Lund is out. Lund is out. And now it's just sudden death. Yeah. Both sides of your brain are very low activity. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. That's the meanest thing someone said to me tonight. Another topical one. Bare knuckle boxing (laughs) matches are safer and result in fewer boxing deaths than bouts in which boxing gloves are worn. True. It is true. (gasps) Ted is out. Bye-bye, Teddy. Gloves were never intended to be safety gear. Their purpose was to produce more knockouts. Anyone want to fight in this fight still? Look who it is back in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of idiots. Smart side of the the table. table. (laughs) Wow. You guys rehearse that? Yep. Google, the famous search engine, was developed by Larry Page and Sergey Brin. It was originally called Backrub. Three. Into that website. Two. One. Lie. Lie. That is true. They eventually changed the name to Google, which is a misspelling of the word Google. It's more of a Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) How do you spell Google correctly? Uh, G-O-O-G-O-L. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like the, that's like the, a certain number with a certain amount of zeros, right? I, I think it's a hundred zeros. Yeah. Well, it's not back rub. Banker talk. No, we don't go that high. <laughs> no, try, hey, I know zeros when it comes to bank accounts, not Lund. Negative a hundred million zeros. <laughs> okay. All right. We lost Still- to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dickens had 10 children, all of whom also became authors. Of course, none of them became as well known as their legendary father. Lie. True. It is a lie. Although he did have 10 children, none were authors. Oh, that's Dustin's the winner. I would have guessed lie on that one. You you deserved it after that performance. Give the big reveal now. Dustin passed. Yeah, Yeah. good job, man. (laughs) So you get a well-deserved break. Yeah. I'm so again, we, we, we posted a little preview on social media already. We're going to have a nice kind of music video, but but how was that for you? Because you did, 
we know for a fact that right from the second you knew you had to do this, you actually put some effort into this one. Yeah, like I said to you guys earlier, I, I don't know the English version of Circle of Life anymore. I, I probably listened to the Spanish version over a thousand times in my vehicle or at home, or I have it downloaded on Apple Music here on my phone. It was hard, man. I Like, like I said, I don't know the actual meanings of the words. I just tried to study the pronunciation and the the actual sounding of the words. So I'm sorry if I offended any actual Spanish speaking people because honestly, I don't know the words. We well, offended our ears too. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a terrible singer, but you just got to go get it. You owned it. I you lost yourself yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Your your singing was average, but your performance oh, was mm-hmm. like excellent. Flying the, stars. The second verse, it still gets me. Like there's three lines in the second verse that when I read, when I actually read the lyrics of the song, it, it's so hard for me to comprehend the the actual pronunciations of the words because they don't sound similar. So like anyone who, who I've ever met who has spoken or you know, fluent in different languages. I've always had such an appreciation for them because I mean, I know one language, I know English and I I know a little bit of French, you know, a little bit of English and a little bit of English too. But you know, those who know six, seven, eight, 10, 15 languages, it's insane. I went to China once and I tried to learn a little bit of Mandarin and it was so, so hard. I think I, I think I learned three or four words while I was there. And you know, Spanish, this is the first time I ever tried that. And in French, I know I struggled in school too. So <laughs> just huge appreciation to everyone who, who speaks different languages for sure. Yeah, Dus, you did a you did a fantastic job. I was very entertained. If I could give just one piece of advice, just a little bit louder next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a little worried about that audio. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Well it's cause so to to set the scene, cause we, we're gonna dub the music over and stuff, so to make it sound better that way, Dustin just had his earphones in. So, A, that makes you talk and sing louder no matter what. But we got to see him. We didn't hear any music. So, we're just, it's just Dustin hopping around singing. There's a part where he did a flute solo where we couldn't hear the music. So, he's just a guy pretending to play the flute. But he did it with confidence, yes. though. And uh, yeah, it was good. You know what? You could have messed up a bunch of words, but we were so entertained and we know like- You sold it. Yeah. You sold it I good. It. I just can't wait to match it up now with, with the too. video. I and, feel like yeah. I killed the end. Like I, I really do feel like this, the chorus I killed. I'm a little worried about the middle part, but we'll see how it ends up. So congratulations. Not only now do you get a pass, but now you get a, a free ride on this wheel too. And you're still going to get lunch from one of the three of us. But as always, Andrew and or Aaron, you're very welcome. If you want a chance at a free lunch to go go in on the wheel as well. If you want, Andrew, that's a hard no from Andrew. Oh no, thank you. Okay. So it's just... <laughs> It's just three of us, which means that there might be a lot of, lot of spinning, but that's okay. I guess the last one's Walsh. You did the last one before Dustin, so you can either pick now. You could choose when you'd like to pick. Yellow. Oh, that's what I said. Go green. I'm going to go blue. Give I'll it a come roll. back in, boys. Light purple. Okay. Wow. Okay. He's getting cocky. <laughs> That's yellow. Yes. Oh, come on. Oh, that was, that was like, 
That was real close. Oh, that was close. Well, now it's redemption because nothing feels better, take it from me, than coming off of a failed, learn a new skill or pay the bill and just absolutely crushing one. So everything, I think everything else on here is the same, except uh, we had a great, uh -huh, great suggestion to fill in the song in Spanish and you have to do like a glam makeup tutorial and not like makes like you actually have to learn, try to learn and like do your the best you can putting makeup on yourself or someone. So not like a joke one, like a real actual I makeup tutorial. I thought it was tutorial. just gonna be like, I could get my seven-year-old daughter to just put makeup on me. That'd well, no, what, do you, what did you learn there? Like you have to learn how to put makeup on someone. Well, she teach me, she's pretty smart. Yeah, that okay. would work. No, what? but no. As I, long as you learn. Yeah. What one do you not want? Don't say it, that's, that's the worst thing you do is to say that out loud. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. A cooking, cooking show. show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know a guy that can help you. Yeah, you could do that. Yep. What? So, what's? Uh, is there anything off limits? I can cook whatever I want. Well, I think like, I think it should be like try to teach us how to cook something. Yeah. Okay. It can be probably baking. Hey, does that have to be baking? Well, no. I would say I would say they'll make it something. Just remember, because we're judging, if we think, oh, he made spaghetti and meatballs, that's not very. You can't just grill a steak either. Yeah. Hmm. Make something nice for us. Are we eating? Are we tasting it or is just just the Well, we could show? be there, but I would do like an Instagram yeah, live video. or some sort well, you're of to cooking cut out show. The cooking time. No. So with, here's the th I'm glad you brought that up because what they do is they cook stuff ahead of time. Yeah. So you're going to have to cook it ahead of like you're going to have to look into what goes into a cooking show okay. and put on a cooking show. So I do I want to see something like Rachel Ray. this is yeah, but yeah. this is learn a new skill. So maybe you'll you'll get bonus points even if it doesn't turn out great if you attempt something that you've never cooked before like learning how to like a souffle or something. Uh, add add a little little Kevin Kevin Walsh spice. Yeah. I'll be Martha Stewart. Lundy, you be Snoop Dogg. Okay. <laughs> so one of you is gonna go to jail, and one of you will, will be Snoop Dogg. Is what you're saying? Okay. Deal. I'm looking forward to it. They said you got a month. So what's today? We'll give you. Oh, yeah. I guess it's the same. So it would be March twenty whatever. That last last weekend in March. Okay. Twenty fifth or whatever. Just do it tonight. We'll kill it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, do you can do it before. But like I said, we, we, it might be something you want to rehearse a little bit. Okay, I'm in. And if you have us over for dinner, bonus points. Just saying. Maybe I'll yeah. even do a handstand while I'm cooking too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't get you bonus points, but that'd be pretty cool. Probably not chef recommended, but at least you didn't get comedy routine. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that one. I don't. Oh, think. I would have. I, I would have. You did pretty good with that. Oh, I thought he'd do great at just buying us lunch right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. The, Cooking with Kevin Walsh coming at the end of March. Looking forward to that one. And all right, that is it. Again, doesn't feel like the end because we usually do that in the middle. But Aaron, thanks for coming to the rescue with trivia because my other game that completely got cut from this episode didn't work. But maybe we'll try it again in the future. You can thank my father who sent uh, me pictures of all of those trivia cards. <laughs> I, Shout I don't, out Tony. I don't want to ever talk to your parents after I wrote two slippery Susan on your mom's <laughs> firefighter picture. She does still talk about that a lot. They're yeah. actually, uh, your photos are displayed in the dining room currently. And Griff's aren't. Griff's so. aren't. <laughs> Kevin Walsh, I'm, really angry. I'm rock hard for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shout out slippery Susan. <laughs> so that is it again. <laughs> made it through another episode uh thank you everyone again thank you andrew for being here huge shout out as always to our presenting sponsor bo's bar and stage and congrats to them they're just announcing shows left right and center right now uh great to see the music scene coming back to life in red deer again a knock on wood hopefully it, it stays that way thank you as always ryan and riley 
I don't know where they are. They they did make a heck of a lot of noise in the studio tonight, but that's nice because we can't see them. So it's nice to know that they're still okay. Thank you. Huge thank you to our episode sponsor, Mike Passman and from Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works and maybe soon to be Alberta Antarctica Motor Works. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. And thanks everyone for, for riding along here and final thoughts. Uh, great job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> man of few words follow us on social media slam that subscribe button on youtube you just hit we're it only, normally we're only like 900 away from monetizing our like 840 podcast. Yeah. no but if you listen to the podcast give us a follow on socials they yeah thanks for listening appreciate it uh 25 episodes kind of crazy 25 episodes of us sitting here drinking beer and chatting away and we, uh, we stood for wasting, the last five wasting your time so Appreciate uh, everyone listening in and actually really appreciate the Andrew Russell market minute. I, I think it's, it's been a night. Just the tips. Just the tips. Oh, just the tips today. That's right. <laughs> it's one thing that I'll actually take away from this podcast tonight. <laughs> just if you go home and trim your bushes, it's, it's too cold out. Oh, where to go from there? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this cooking show. Like my, I, I already, I can already tell you that my wife is going to be a big part of it. Thank God. And uh, now I'm just thinking about uh, what, type of like nationality of food i'm going to cook you guys yeah stay tuned big things okay i mean i make a mean plate of nachos i agree i've had plenty of nachos don't serve it tomorrow because it's anti-bullying day oh that joke was better because you said you make a mean plate of nachos Mm. that was bad yeah don't bully me yeah i got it dad i got it yeah (laughs) but was it good it was was fine you just had to pick up on it yeah yeah i've missed all right aaron save us just end it with, with a cartoon joke What's your favorite cartoon say? Well, I don't have a cartoon joke. I've got a nacho joke, though, that might be better than Ted's. Oh, it probably will be. What do you call cheese that's not yours? (laughs) Nacho. Dustin's cheese? Nacho cheese. (laughs) Nacho cheese. Oh. That was not better than mine. No. Okay. No. So, with that, oh my God, we are finally done. Thankfully. Hopefully, this uh, episode edits out better than it was to be a part of. But thank you, as always, for listening. And I know we're great at the end here of always making you want to come back. But thank you again, everyone. Uh, 25 episodes, uh, another fun one, another great opportunity to meet just another great person in from the Red Deer community. And uh, can't wait to see who we meet next time.